Thank you for listening to the Soul City Church podcast. Be sure to follow us on our Facebook and Instagram at Soul City Church. For more information, visit us on our website, soulcitychurch.com. How are you? Welcome, welcome, welcome from wherever or however you may be joining us today. My name is Jarrett, and my wife, Jeannie, and I are the lead pastors of this amazing, amazing, amazing church. And uh, for those of you who are here in person, I know I say it every week, but just look around. Isn't it good to be with people? Isn't it good to be with, like, nice people? And some of y'all even got dressed up. Isn't that nice? Isn't that nice to be able to be together? It's so good to actually be in, in, in person. And whether you realize it or not, for those of you who are physically here in this space, you made presence a priority today. That's a big deal. You made presence with God and, and presence with others, even with a mask on. You made that a priority, and we don't take that lightly, and we're so grateful that you did. And for those of you who are worshiping with us online, you know, how's it going? Like, how are you doing? How's it, I, I can't, we can't really talk right now, but you can in the comments. In fact, we would love for you in, in the comments to let us know where you're joining us from. It's always fun to see how God is bringing people from around the world to this church. And so let us know. And, and if you're watching live with us or, or maybe watching later right now and you live here in Chicagoland, come on, you need to be here, right? In fact, everyone in this room say, we miss you. Say, we miss you look at all these people miss you. Then they want to see you. Don't let them down. And so here's what we would love for you to do. Join us. Be here. Make presence a priority. It's important for each and every one of us, more than we know. I think more than we know. I'm excited because this weekend we are continuing on in our Be Love series. And today what I want to talk about is how you can level up your love. How do you level up your love for others? And I want to look at a way that you can do that in a really precise but a powerful way, how one little shift in your perspective, one little shift in your priorities can have a profound effect on not only your life, but the lives of others. And, and we're going to look at three different sort of snapshots. So I'm going to be doing some teaching, but we're going to hear kind of like three different snapshots of this kind of way of making a shift that has a profound impact in your life and in the lives of others. Nancy asked a moment ago uh, about investments and if you could go back 10 years ago and invest in something, what would it be? And you may not think of yourself as an investor. Some of us are like, you know, maybe kind of dabble in that kind of stuff, but you know, you may not think of yourself as an investor, but the truth is, is I've been preparing for our time here together this weekend. What I realized about me and what I believe to be true about each and every one of us is we're all investors. Every single person that's here, every single person that's worshiping online, you are actually an investor. Every day you make financial investments. You just may not think of it as such. Every time you spend your money, that is an investment. Now, we just, we don't like to think of it in those terms. We think, oh, I just got to buy this or I got to pay for this. You are saying, I'm expecting a return for what I'm putting in this money that I'm investing. And lots of times those everyday daily little decisions, they're extremely short-term investments with maybe limited or very, very specific returns on investment. But think about it, like your rent, if you pay rent or mortgage, like that's an investment. That is an investment that you're making into shelter. If you happen in this season to live in your parents' home, they've invested a lot in you and they may... <laughs> encourage you maybe to seek other options. Anyway, like if you are, if you are uh, making a car payment right now, that's an, you know that that's an investment, whether you like, like your car or don't like your car, whatever it may be, you're investing in transportation. I'm paying this because I'm expecting this car to get me to where I need to go. Every time that you eat out at a restaurant, you are making an investment into maybe it's comfort or maybe it's just nourishment or whatever it may be, right? Your student loans are actually an invest. No, they're not. Wait a second. Stop. No, they're not. <laughs> 
No, that's a racket. I'm sorry, I had the wrong word in my notes. That's a racket is what run by the devil himself. I'm fairly confident that the devil is behind that racket. I know, listen, listen, I know, I get, I get that your degree in exercise movement sciences is very important and it's worth a lot. I don't think it's worth that much though. And you can count on, you're talking to a guy who has a Bible major and a theater minor. So you know, I'm an expert. That degree pays for itself. All right. So the point is, the point is, the point is there's always an investment going on. You're always making an investment. There's always some sort of return on every one of those little investments. And it may not be as rewarding as you may like. It may not last as long as you may want, but they're an investment nonetheless. So I suppose a good question to kind of frame where we're going today is just to really reflect about all that you're invested in and all that you give. You do every day. You give of yourself in lots of different ways. Of all that you're giving yourself to, maybe think about it this way. What does what you're giving to give to you? Just like, that's a great little assessment. What does what I'm giving to, whatever it may be, big or small, what does what I'm giving to actually give to me? What do I get out of what I'm giving myself to? What does what you're giving to actually give to you? What's, here's another, what's the return on that investment? Of all the things you give your money to, what's it giving you actually in return? And, and here's maybe, let's go a little bit deeper. What difference is it making in your life? And some of it may just be like, oh, it sustains and it keeps me going. Is it making a difference in your life? And if we're going to press in a little further where we're going today, what difference do those little investments make in the lives of others? That's what we're going to be looking at today. How I believe investing in the work of God in this world is the single greatest investment you can make in your life. Better than Apple, better than Bitcoin, better than a Bible major with a theater minor. It's the best investment you can make because I've discovered personally and countless others have discovered is that when you give to God, you get far more in return. It's just, for those who've kind of crossed that line of faith and said, I'm gonna trust God with this. When you give to God, what ends up happening is you get far more in return. And I just want you to see, it's not just my idea this comes from a source. It comes from the Bible. In fact, I want you to grab a Bible, if you would, and turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 9. If you're here in this room, there should be a Bible right under your seat. Those of you who kind of know the drill, you're reaching for it. That's awesome. And then if you're in the balcony, it should be under your seat somewhere. Or if you're worshiping with us online or you prefer to do it on your phone, you can open to 2 Corinthians 9 in the Soul City Bible. It's page 940. That'll help fast track you there, page 940. Quick context on 2 Corinthians. Here, here's the thing I want you to get here. This is, book of the Bible was not actually written like a book. It's a letter that was written by one of the early church leaders, a guy named Paul. And Paul is writing this letter to a church in the Greek city of Corinth. And he's encouraging them, he's imploring them, if you will, to give of themselves to something greater than themselves. Specifically, the details behind where we're at in 2 Corinthians 9 is that there was a great famine that had broken out in Jerusalem and the surrounding area. And so the church in Jerusalem, which was the first church and had grown significantly, was really suffering and their community was suffering. And so Paul was saying, look, this little church here in the city of Corinth, hundred, more than a hundred miles away, I want you to consider giving to this church so that they can give to their community and you can meet their needs of that community, even though you may never meet them personally. And Paul uses a metaphor throughout the next couple of verses we're going to look at of sowing and reaping, sowing and reaping, which for those, you know, and they would understand in his day, like it's kind of agricultural metaphor. They would totally understand 
what he's getting at, but it may not be totally familiar to you. Like, let me just, just by quick show of hands here and then put a hand in the comments, uh, if you will. How many of you have been able to keep at least one houseplant alive during COVID? Raise your hand. Look at all you green thumbs. That is amazing. All right, raise your hand if you've been able to keep a plastic plant alive during COVID. Okay, you're special too. You're special too. You're special too. All right, so for the hort- like horticulturally challenged among us, um, maybe think of the language instead of sowing and reaping, think of investing and returns, investment and returns. Same kind of concept as you'll see here in a second. Paul is exploring what it means to invest in the work of God in the world and what is the return from doing so. Okay, makes sense? All right, 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6 says this, great principle, remember this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And you can just change the language. Whoever invests sparingly or lightly will also have a light or small return. And whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Again, what what Paul is talking about here is investing in or giving yourself to the work of God in the world. And he uses a principle that we're all very, very, very familiar with. It's the idea of you get out of it what you put into it. We kind of all know that to be true, right? If you want to have this, like if you want to grow a life of greater generosity, if you want to grow a life of greater dependence on God, greater faith, you actually have to put something into it. You got to plant some seeds. You got to sow. And the more you sow, the more you'll see God grow that in your life. Come on, you know this to be true outside of being a spiritual principle, right? That the more that you put into it, the more you actually Get out of it. Okay, so you're looking at me with blank stares. Uh, if you've ever had a gym membership, if you've ever paid for a gym membership before, you know that having the membership does not mean that you're getting in shape. Am I right? This one hits a little bit closer to home. Just because you own a Peloton doesn't mean you look like the people in the Peloton commercials. Okay, you got to use it for it to be useful. The more you sow, the more you reap. You get that principle, right? So Paul goes on to say this. He says, so then each one of you should actually give, number of the context, but this is also a bigger context on trusting God with our resources. Each one of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give. Not reluctantly or second guessing it or not under compulsion or fear or guilt because he says God loves a what? A cheerful giver. God loves a joyful, a cheerful, happy giver. Someone who gets this principle. This is a huge spiritual principle in my opinion. This is a big, big deal because regardless of whatever religious guilt you may have grown up around or not grown up around, I want you to hear this and please don't miss this. And maybe the whole reason that you're, you're here with us, the heart of God is rooted in love and joy, not shame and guilt. It's big. That's big. The heart of God is one of love and joy and, as you'll see here in a second, generosity. Not guilt, not shame, not pressure. Because when it comes to to giving to God, to trusting him in this way, to becoming a more generous person, to seeing that grow in your life, this is what I found to be true, maybe you too. Guilt never grows generosity. It just doesn't. Like, you should do this, you should do this, you should do this. Uh, No, I'm not going to do that. It just doesn't grow generosity, right? Or, or if it does, like if that seed of guilt is, is planted, <laughs> the fruit that's born from it is not of God because that's not the heart of God. That's not who God is. And, and to underline that idea, to underline that idea, I want you to pay attention as Paul goes on to what God says he does for you when you trust him with what he's entrusted to you. Now, I'm going to pause on a word we do. Well, I like to do this because it, 
It helps us engage with the Bible a little bit more. And I'm going to make it so obvious for you. The words are like going to be underlined. So all you have to do is shout it out. Or for those of you who are worshiping online, you just type in all caps because that's how you shout online. So just type it in all caps when we get to the word. Because I want you to pay attention to the scarcity busting verse that we're about to read together. This is, is what it says moving on in verse eight. It says, God is able to bless you. What's the word? Bless you abundantly. Now get ready because we're going to go fast here. So that in what? In all things at all times, having all that you need, you will what? Abound in how much? Every good work. Oh my God. I love this verse. This is who God is. This is the heart of God. God is able to bless you abundantly. God doesn't barely bless anything. That's not who God is. He isn't like, oh, I'll give you just a little bit of blessing. God, I've got to save for the end of the month. That's not who God is. He blesses abundantly, abundantly, abundantly. Why? So that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will be abundant. You will abound in every good work. Everything that you set your heart to do, everything of God in this world, you will be able. Do you know how big this is? The idea here is that when you have all these little seeds that you're so worried about, I got to work so hard for this and I got to save for this and I owe this guy this many seeds. Do you understand that the seeds actually come from the giving God? Every seed you have, everything you have in your life comes from a good and generous God. Every seed you are able to sow comes from a God who wants you to grow, who wants you to experience this. And so he gives you, he entrusts to you things that you can trust back to him so that you can actually sow generously, invest generously in him so that you get to experience the reward. You get to experience that yourself. Now, I know I, some, some of you have been around church for a little while now, and you already sensed it. You sniffed it. You're like, oh, no. This is the money talk, isn't it? <laughs> it's like your parents having the sex talk with you. It's like, I, don't, I, don't, I, didn't, I wasn't ready for this. We're doing the money talk at church. Why do we get so weird around all this stuff? I think we get all kinds of weird around money and God and church. What, basically, what it comes down to is, is I think, two different reasons, unique, specific reasons that we're actually going to address here in the next couple of minutes. I think the first reason we get weird around God and money is because I found this to be true of me. And if you were to be honest, it's probably true of you. Our finances are often our last holdout with God. They're most often the thing we are least willing to trust him with. It's like, okay, God, I'll, I'll, I'll worship you. I'll even raise my hand. I'll even volunteer. I'll do the group thing. I'll do all that. I'm going to read my Bible this week, but, but my money? Ugh. Maybe when I get a little bit more, then I can give a little bit. All right, so we just get, we just kind of, that's typically true of us. Second reason people get all kinds of weird around God and church and money is because, let's be honest, churches do not have the best track record when it comes to money. How many financial scandals have you heard about happening in churches? Because you got a bunch of broken people trying to do the work of God and they make all kinds of messes all over the place. It's no excuse. And I want to be clear, not all, not all churches, but some. And those some really make it hard for the rest of us. And so we, there's a reason to be a little skeptical. Like, man, I don't know, the church thing, I've kind of seen this done or a church I grew up in did this. And I, I, I get it, I get it. So what I wanted to do today to help maybe unweird some of this stuff 
is to give you a little financial snapshot of our church, just to let you know. And this is all information that's always publicly available, but we, I want to sow a little trust so that you know what God's doing in and through this church. And to do that, I've invited my friend on staff, Mark Smith, who we lovingly call the Bishop of the Budget, to come and join us. So Mark Smith, can we welcome the Bishop, the good Bishop of the Budget today? He loves that title. So, Mark, can you give us a snapshot of kind of where we're at in Soul City financially and high-level stuff? We obviously can't get into all the spreadsheets, but high-level stuff today. So I can't take 20 minutes? No, you can't. No, no Excel spreadsheets will be open during this time. All right. Yeah. Um, thanks again for this opportunity. Um, before I jump into the numbers, one thing I must say as the executive pastor of finance here at Soul City that the information that I do get a chance to share with you all is just a snapshot. Yeah. Um, Soul City has a history of only God moments and generous, amazing stories. Yes. Um, and I believe most of that is because of the Holy Spirit, yeah. but it's also partially due to Soul City's leadership. Mm-hmm. Um, the leaders here are committed to being transparent, and they're committed to being good stewards over everything that is given here. So um, I am truly blessed wow. to serve. Wow, we're grateful. You're we're grateful that you're here. Um, amen. Amen. You want to serve with faithful stewarding leaders. Oh, thanks, Mark. Um, All right, get to the numbers, Mark. We so got slides numbers. to okay. get through. All right. So they, came, they came to see Soul slides. City's budget is based on a fiscal year, not a calendar year. So our budget runs from July 1st to June 30th of each year. Um, so the most recent budget year that ended um, was June, July 1st through June 30th, 2021. That um, budget year, our full budget was $3.8 million for fiscal year 2021. And Although that's what we budgeted during that year, fiscal year 2021, we received $5.1 million in revenue. So roughly 34% above the budget. Above that and beyond. Awesome. That's incredible. Yes. And then we also recognized spending of $4.9 million during that same fiscal year. And that was going th- that was when COVID had hit and we had to switch and shift everything we did. We had to figure out how to go online. So there were some more expenses we had not budgeted for. But because of God's faithfulness and the generosity of this church, we were able to more than surpass what exactly. we spent. That's amazing. Exactly. Exactly. And I would go That's even amazing. on to say, I believe one of the reasons why we were able to exceed that is because people saw what Soul City was committed to. To giving to mm-hmm. outside mm-hmm. of the church. Uh, we were able to actually start a physical house of hope during yes. that time. So we offered meals of hope and we offered tangible resources to those living in crisis yeah. during that time. Amen. Many of yeah. them were in the larger Chicago community. Yeah. So based on that successful fiscal year 2021, Soul City leadership felt led to establish a budget for fiscal year 2022 of $4.7 million. Um, And so that fiscal year started July 1, 2021, which is um, now through Mm -hmm. June 30 of 2022. Mm -hmm. In this next slide, you'll see our our pie chart. Oh, people love pie And it gives a breakdown of just how the budget is being divided out. And so one of the important things is that Soul City continues to steward 10% of all of our general fund revenue to Love Works and House of Hope so they can provide support, partnership, and resources outwardly into the community. Mm -hmm. 
But also with that, your giving here also makes sure that we can employ a skilled and high-performing staff. Mm -hmm. We can maintain this state-of-the-art facility so we can stay comfortable and safe. Mm -hmm. And then also it provides resources for our stellar ministry offerings where people can be led into a transforming relationship with Jesus. Mm. All right. All right? And so as a result of the budget, um, it is now October, so we're looking at the end of the first quarter, September 30th results. Mm -hmm. And so we have spent $1.1 million thus far into the fiscal year. We have received revenue of $880,000. So that seems like less. So yes, mm -hmm. that does mean I'm that no we have I'm no financial wizard, more. Mark, but yeah, that seems like we've spent we more it. than we've brought in. We've spent more uh -huh. than we have received mm -hmm. than we've brought in for the this first quarter um, to the amount of $230,000. But this is not a reason for alarm or for you to begin, begin to fall into scarcity mm -hmm. because of the many years of savings and financial stewardship, Soul City also has savings and that's, not, that's shown on our, our balance sheet, not our mm -hmm. P&L, which you're mm -hmm. kind of seeing here. Um, and one thing about this also, our revenue is trending and meeting our budget as expected. Mm -hmm. And we know that our fall expenses tend to be higher. So this is, this is what we not necessarily planned for, but we knew to expect yeah. that would happen. Also, for those of you who would love to like, see more of our numbers, they are available on our website. And you can look at those anytime um, if you go to our financial giving page. Mm. And so next, I want to talk to you about our new giver data. So we looked at 2020. We were able to add 449 new people Holy as cow. donors. That's incredible. So in the, that's, well, just think about it for a second. So as the world was shutting down, mm -hmm. 400, almost 50 people stepped in to say that they wanted to be a part of what God was doing in and through this church. And that, that's kind of on par with, with each year, but incredible to consider in the midst of the beginning of COVID that we would have that many people do that. So that's incredible. Awesome. And then for 2021, this current year, we're um, saying we are seeing that we've only added 171 new givers, new people this year. So that would, uh, once again, that would be less. That is less. Okay. You got good, it. Good, good, good. Just but making sure. But this is, is what I would say is a, another opportunity yeah. for an only God moment where I believe, leadership believes um, that we can still meet and exceed our budget this year because we believe that there are people who are ready and willing yes. to give to the ministry work that God is doing here at Soul City. Yeah. And so what I would say to you as I prepare to close. Mm. As, I, as, I wrap, as I'm wrapping up. You know, um, he's wrapping up. I'm not even close. Yeah. Um, I do want to encourage all of you that are listening to me now, those that may be online or maybe streaming this message later, to prayerfully consider giving to Soul City. Um, Soul City is a place, again, where leadership values stewardship, transparency, and Holy Spirit dependence. Um, and I know for me, that's important to be um, as a part of the team. And what I'll say personally, my wife, Marva, and I, um, we find that we live from an example of Luke chapter 6, verse 38. Um, from the New Living Translation, mm -hmm. it says, give and you will receive. Your mm -hmm. gift will return to you in full. Mm -hmm. And what we have realized in the ways that we are generous to give that which God has given to us, God has been able to meet our needs in ways that we cannot even understand or explain. Mm -hmm. So I honestly just encourage you to be prayerful and trust God in your giving. 
Awesome. Well, Mark, I want to thank you, and I know our whole church wants to thank you, not only for your financial mind, but for your pastoral heart, the way that you really love this church, and you've stepped in at such a critical time for our church to lead us well and to keep us above reproach, within integrity, to get the highest return on what's been entrusted to us as a church. So can we thank Mark Smith, Bishop of the Budget? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You know, what Mark and his team of folks do in our church is really what we want to model, what we want you to know to be true of us is we want to have the highest level of financial integrity as a church. I mean, honestly, let's think about it. If anyone should get that this is all a gift from God and that it's all God's anyway, it should be the church. We should actually be leading the example of financial integrity. So that's why we, every year, commit ourselves to a a financial audit of our organization, just to make sure there's nothing that we're missing. It's why every year our elder board approves our budget. Gene and I don't set it and forget it like the elder board is who works through it and approves our budget. It's why every year I've requested that rooftop hot tub and it's been denied every year. I feel like that's a mistake. I feel like that's a mistake. So I'll do it again next year, but we'll see if that gets approved. We'll see. If so, party on the roof. Uh, But it's because we we want to have financial integrity. We want you to be able to trust this church. Not a perfect church, far from it. But we want to honor God with everything we do, with every dollar that's entrusted to us. That makes sense? So more than just the head, I know you all love charts and graphs and everything that Mark just brought, but I just want you to get a little snapshot. I told you I'd give you three snapshots. This next one is just the heart behind it. Someone from our church who just gets that it's all God's and has chosen to invest in the work of God through this church, to joyfully sow into the work of God in this church. So will you welcome my friend, Mike Fair, to come on up here right now. Come on up, Mike, and join me. So Mike. Hey, so City. Oh man, his voice, just get ready. Y'all about to, you're gonna be glad you came to the 11 this week. Oh my. Oh, man. So, Mike, I, thank you, man. When I reached out and said, hey, would you be willing to share your story? Your response was so encouraging. Be like, of course I would, man. I'd love to share this. So here, they're going to ask you to step a little closer okay. so that you don't All get right. out of the lights. I don't know if it's me okay. uh, or not. But I'd love, Mike, just how long, just a real quick snapshot. How long have you been coming to Soul City? How'd you get connected to Soul City? So I started coming to Soul City in 2017. Okay. Um, I moved to Chicago in 2016 and was okay. looking for a church home. Um, found this place like early in 2017 through social, I think oh, yeah. social media. Oh, hey, hey. And then I just started telling all my friends, like, I think I found my church home and they all started coming. I'm, I take a little bit of credit I for mean, bringing all these people. I mean, <laughs> But I love Soul City. It's been such a huge um, piece of my faith yeah. walk yeah. and growing and you know that. Yeah, so. I know. I, and I love that. I love for you, this value goes way before your time at Soul City of trusting God with what he's entrusted to you. What made you decide to invest, you know, faithfully, joyfully, like into this church specifically? What, what prompted you to do that? So exactly what the scripture was talking about, that reluctancy, I had yeah. that. Like yeah. I, I was always giving, right. but never planned and not mm. first. Mm. And so it was on my heart, on my heart, like I want to anchor myself and use my giving as an expression of my faith. And so, um, you know, through these type of um, messages, Mm -hmm. uh, I just felt the prompting from God to put him first and let go of my control over my finances and really put him first and just use um, what he's given me as a vessel to do even more. Man, I love it. How have you seen, Mike, over the years of doing that now, how have you seen God grow you, transform you in the process of trusting him in that way with your finances? 
it's, it's one step in going deeper with God. Um, mm. Just a, a different level of intimacy with him. Mm. Um, and then also, I actually feel like I'm putting him first with my yeah. finances. Right. What I see on the first and 15th, yep. Yep. Uh, that Soul City deduction, I know, okay, I put you ahead of everything. Yeah. You know, you and I trust it. you yep. with anything that comes my way. Um, and then also seeing the work of the church, yeah. getting to see our impact globally, yeah. getting to see our impact here in Chicago. Yeah. Um, and even just like, like you said, the ministry, um, I know, you know, like I lost my dad to yeah. COVID-19 yeah. yeah. and just the way the church wrapped its arms around me. Mm -hmm. And not that that was a direct impact of my giving, but it does show me all of the facilities and services and the impact of what we do here. Yeah. Yeah. So you get, you get to help create it for others. And then, you know, in God's serious ways, you've also been able to receive Absolutely. it as well. That's pretty powerful. Mike, I'm so grateful for you, man. I love, I'm grateful for we you. We get to hang out and spend time like this. So we're just going to talk gonna, about sneakers. Yeah. We're just going to hang out for a little bit if y'all are okay with that. So Mike, really what an example to our thank church. You. And just like, yeah, this is a priority. Can we thank Mike? Thank you. Thank dude. you. Love thank you. you. Love you too, dude. Thank you. Good dude. Good dude, right? And I, honestly, aren't you grateful for folks like Mike? And I, he's just like a dude that represents a lot of people in our church that just get it, that just kind of get that this is God. Like, it, I don't know if you ever stopped, and, and Mike kind of just mentioned it a little bit there. If you've ever thought about how your life is blessed by folks like that who, who kind of get this one right, like that you've been a recipient of, of people you may never know, but because they got it right, you were able to grow. You were able to experience God through this church, or maybe it was through another church. Like this, okay, so this, we did this at the last gathering. I want you to, this is really cool to see. So I want you to play along if you would. And again, if you're worshiping online, I'm gonna ask people to raise their hands. So you just put the hand emoji in the comments and that's how we know uh, that you're still awake. Um, here's the deal. Raise your hand if you got connected to or started coming in some fashion to Soul City Church during COVID, since March of 2020, raise your hand real high and keep it up. And I want everyone to look around. How many folks have started coming to our church? Isn't that amazing? So keep your hand up. We're not gonna do anything weird. We're not gonna make you walk up here and give you a little gift or anything. Keep your hand up. And now I want those of you who started uh, and became a part of this church since we opened this building. So when we talk about the old building, you don't even know what we're talking about. So keep your hand up if it was during COVID or since 2017, 2018, raise your hand. Okay, I want you to look around. So all the folks that God has brought in, we're so glad, we're so grateful that you are here and you're a part of what God's doing. So yeah, we're not gonna do anything weird. We're not gonna do anything weird. I would just say, though, for those of you who just raised your hand, isn't it incredible? I mean, really, truly to think about whether you found this place in the, in the pandemic or maybe you've been coming for a couple of years, you've been a part of Alpha maybe, or you've been in one of our small groups, or maybe your kids are, are being loved through Soul City Kids or through Soul City Students up in the balcony, shout out. Like maybe, maybe you joined us online. Maybe that's how you've come during this time and found Soul City Church with people literally around the world. This is, I don't want you to miss this. This is what's so important to get. Aren't you glad that others got this before you got here? Aren't you grateful that some other folks like Mike and many others they got this one right before you got here so that you can experience God, so that you can be blessed, so that you can actually, like they, listen, this is, this is what's so crazy. They sowed so that you could grow. That's powerful. And you may never know him. You may never meet him. But they decided, however, in lots of different ways to get this one right so that you, by the time you got here, could experience a transforming relationship with Jesus. Like, 
Like Paul said, like in the passage we just looked at, your growth, your transformation is directly connected. It's a, when he used that phrase, it's an overflowing with many thanks to God. That's what it is. This is that overflowing. Your life is blessed because some other folks said, I'm gonna get this one right. I'm gonna step in. I wanna get this one right. And I guarantee you, if you ask them, they would tell you they're the ones that have grown because of it. Like, they're like, cool, cool, cool. That's cool that that happened with you, but I'm the one whose life has been changed by just trusting God in this way. And probably what they'd tell you if you could have a conversation with them is that there maybe are other organizations that they trust and they give their resources to. I know for Gene and I, there's several organizations that we are proud to partner with. We love giving to. And there's people that we love getting behind and, and supporting. But like real talk, like full disclosure, I just have yet to find another organization that can do what the church does when the church does what it's supposed to be doing. I've yet to find another organization that can reach people and love people in a more holistic way. Think about it, meeting physical needs, you've already heard about that, emotional needs, spiritual needs, mental needs, care. Think about all that the church can do when it does what it's supposed to do. How it can care, listen, this is what's so crazy, how it can care for an individual, how it can care for a couple, how it can care for a family, how it can care for a community, how it can care for people literally around the world. Tell me another organization that operates at that level, that serves and loves people at that level. And when you give to God through his church, you get to be a part of that. You get to be invested in that. You get to sign your name to that. You get to be loved by being generous. You get to be a part of all of that. And I just thought it'd be fun for those of you who are part of that here at this church to get a little snapshot of how far it goes to people you may never know or ever meet who are being blessed because of your faithfulness and your joyful generosity. I want to give you a little snapshot from one of our global partners in Lasse, which is in El Salvador. Several of you have been on trips with us back when we used to take international trips and have been to in Lasse and have partnered with them. Our church has been partnered with them for five years now. And as you can imagine, when COVID hit, Central and South America began to face one of the greatest food shortages that they'd seen in over a century. And so Enlace immediately pivoted what they were doing to begin distributing emergency relief. And one of the creative ways that they did that was they started the Chicken Project. Great name, the Chicken Project. And they partnered with the communities that they're partnered with to open up and to empower people to open up, to resource them to open up little chicken farms where folks could simultaneously create new jobs for the community They increased families' wealth and income and help parents not only provide for their families, but be able to feed their community. And when we heard about this ingenious act of generosity, the little chicken project, we knew as a church we had to get behind it. And because, as Mark said, we set aside 10% of every dollar brought in is to go out our doors through hope, through our house of hope and through Love Works, we were able to give them uh, an investment of $10,000 into the chicken project earlier this year. And they want you to know and hear about what it's doing, how hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of folks in El Salvador who you may never meet are being blessed because of that investment. So here's a quick word from our friend Franco with Enlace. I'm gonna translate what what the chicken is trying to say. Uh, thank you for all your support. Thank you for your help. Keep praying for Enlace and the communities. And uh, uh, thank you and, and keep supporting Enlace all the way. Thank you. God bless you. Muchas gracias. 
that awesome? I mean, who knew that Franco spoke chicken? He's multilingual there, speaking chicken. It's so, that's what's so crazy to think about the fact that those of you who are invested in the work of this church, who, who faithfully and regularly sow, you know, whatever it may be between you and God, you're a part of that. That's crazy. You're a part of that, helping hundreds and hundreds of families not only fight starvation, but actually have sustainable income in their community. And, and, and if you're a part of that, you're also a part of feeding the thousands of families that we've fed over the last year and a half here at Soul City Church. There are meals of hope, through our partnership with World Vision. You're a part of that. And, and, and you're a part of hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of kids hearing and experiencing the love of Jesus every week here at Soul City, online, and through our kids' camp. When you're invested in what God's doing here, you're a part of that. And, and you're also a, a part of helping people find connection through community. Those of you who've moved to Chicago recently, you know it's a big city and it can feel real lonely in this city to be surrounded by all these people and feel like you don't have a home. And by investing in the work of this church, you know every time a small group gathers, you're helping invest in creating community and connection for folks. And, and you're also a part of creating a space where people can bring their biggest spiritual questions and feel the safety to ask them in the context of community. And you're also invested and you're also a part of bringing hope and healing to people who are walking through grief and loss. And, and you're also a part of hundreds of men who've been partnered with through this church as they are transitioning out of incarceration, helping them find housing and find a job. You're a part of that. And, and you're a part of every room that gets set up every day of every week for every small group that gathers. I think there's 10,000 small groups that gather in this church every week. You're a part of that. And, and you're also a part of making sure that everyone who volunteers and serves and gives of their time on Sunday is well-fed with a great meal, incredible every Sunday. And, and you're also a part of making sure that we keep the lights on in this place and able to pay all our bills in this space. And, 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 that, and you're also a part of making sure that our incredible staff has one of the best benefits packages of any organization I've ever seen or worked for. And if you don't believe me, just ask any of the many of whom who've had babies recently, and they would tell you that they're grateful to be able to work at a church that cares for them in that way. And all of that is made possible by you just sowing a little seed. You just saying, I trust you, God, with this. I trust you with this. Tell me, does anything that you're giving yourself to give you that much in return? Does anything that you're giving yourself to give you that, have that kind of return on investment? It's like the passage we looked at a little bit ago in 2 Corinthians chapter 9. It's, it's pretty clear. The principle is pretty clear. Listen, you grow what you sow. You grow what you sow. Now listen, God's the one who grows it. God is the one who grows through his Holy Spirit. Greater generosity, greater faith, greater dependence, greater joy in your life. God's gonna grow it, but you gotta sow it. You gotta sow it. And it comes through daily decisions, discipline, commitment, being willing, not just wanting to do it. But every time you sow, God is gonna grow. He's gonna grow things in you that grow well beyond you. And so what we wanted to do is give anyone and everyone who wants to experience that kind of spiritual growth an opportunity to do so. 
Maybe for you, it's to begin giving. Maybe you've never done that before, to begin giving. Maybe you've been meaning to or you've been tending to. And you know, when we talk about it every week, you're like, oh, I was gonna text in, but then I got distracted and I didn't do it. Whatever reason, we wanna give you an opportunity to do just that. Or maybe for you, it's to grow your giving to God. Maybe as you look back over this last season, it's undeniable how faithful God has been to you. And none of us, like this last year and a half has not been how any of us would have wanted but you can't deny the faithfulness of God in your life. And maybe for some reason you're giving as yet to reflect that increase in your life. Maybe it's a new job or maybe it's a change or maybe it's just a shift in your perspective and priorities. And so together as a church, we're gonna do something. No matter how long you've been here or been coming here, we're gonna go on a generosity journey together. It's between you and God, but I believe it's gonna have a ripple effect throughout and well beyond our church. So if you're here in this room, you should see uh, under the seat in front of you a little card and a pen looks just like this. Why don't you go ahead and grab that card and pen. So go ahead, everyone grab it, the card and pen. If you're worshiping with us online, there's a link in the description. You can actually click that to open in a separate tab right now. So kind of keep listening to me, but open that up. And uh, because we want to walk you through this little thing. So everyone grab that little card, make sure you have a pen. And if not, you need to borrow a pen, just ask someone around you. They would love to to share their pen with you, or generous church. Um, so here's the deal. You're gonna see on the left side here that there's a space for you to fill out kind of ju- just the basic important deets. And we'd ask everyone to at least grab the card, whether you fill it out or not, it's up to you and God. There's no, remember, no pressure, no, none of that kind of stuff. But we'd ask you to fill out this, uh, the information as legibly as possible because it's gonna be volunteers that are gonna be going through this afterwards. And I'll tell you why in a second. So write as neatly as you can in there. And you'll see two little boxes at the top. One that says, I want to begin giving to God. And then one that says, I want to grow my giving to God. And then I'd encourage you just check whatever one applies to you. So you just go ahead and fill out the details. And then as you're sitting here, like, you know what? I actually wanna do that. And I can't think of the last time I even checked on what I'm giving or like Mike said, you know, it's kind of maybe it was sporadic for you. No, I wanna actually grow and be consistent, joyful giver. So we want you just to mark whatever one applies to you. If you wanna begin at this church, maybe for the first time in your life or grow your giving. And then you'll see, what this is what I love what our team came up with. On the right, you'll see there's a little space, a blank space next to the details. And what that's for is for you to write a letter to your future self. We're all gonna do a little time travel today. And you're gonna write a letter right now, as I'm talking, go ahead, you can start to do it, to your future self of where you wanna see God grow you, regardless of whatever you check off or whatever God leads you to. How do you want to see God grow you? What's a prayer? What's a hope? What's a desire that you have? God, I wanna see you grow greater dependence in my life. I'm still making it all about me. I want it to be all about you. And so you just write that out. You're writing a letter to yourself. I wanna see God grow me in my whatever it is, patience. I want to see God provide a job for me. I want to see whatever that kind of prayer would be. You're going to write a letter to yourself and naming that on this card. Take as long as you want, get as specific as you want, because at some point before the end of the year, we're going to take all of these letters and we're actually going to mail it to you. Actual snail mail. And you're going to get something in the mail you actually want this time. And it's going to be a letter to yourself from yourself. And our hope is that you'll be brought back to this moment and you'll be able to see for yourself the goodness, the generosity, the faithfulness of God to help you see how he's growing you as you sow into his work here in the world.
And if you're worried about giving out, you can keep writing while I'm talking. Don't wait for me to be done because I could talk forever. If you're worried about giving out your personal information, I kind of get that. Just rest assured, we're going to wait at least 12 hours before withdrawing $1,000 from your checking account. That we just, we're going to wait. It's a Sunday. The banks aren't even open anyway. No, there's no financial information on here. You can see that. We're not, there's no thing to fill out regarding your finances. What we're going to do is just pray for you. And we're going to use this information to send you encouragement, resources, and next steps, because ultimately this is a decision between you and God. And we want you to be led by God. And so that's why we're filling out this information. We want you to be a part of this generosity journey with us as a church. So over the next couple of days, we're going to be praying for you and we're going to ask you to pray, God, how are you leading me to be a part of what you're doing in the world? How are you leading me to invest to say, yeah, I'm in on that. I'm in on that. To people I may never meet or may never know, but I'm gonna faithfully sow. And I'm just gonna watch and wait and see what you grow. All right, so just last thing, and then, I, then I'm done. Uh, single folks, single folks, maybe you're at the beginning of your career or maybe you're kind of at a season of life where you're a little more established in career. I just wanna encourage you, this is not like a, have to be a family activity. This is between you and God. And I'd encourage you to get this one locked in. Whether you are in a relation, end up in a relationship or not long-term, it doesn't matter. This is a priority that you get to put a stake in the ground today. Married folks, families, what a legacy for you to be able to give to maybe your children one day, if you have kids, to be able to say, we got this one. This became our priority as a family. And then to see the ripple effect within your own family. Whether you're a student, whether you're older and you're thinking, oh, I don't know if this still applies to me. We're just going to trust that God's going to lead you to what he wants to lead you to so that we can all be a part of what God is doing through his church in this world. And so in a moment, our our host team is going to come and actually collect these cards like probably within the next 60 seconds. So go ahead and I'll, I'll stop talking and you can go ahead and finish filling that out. Write that letter to yourself and then we're going to take a moment in just a second to give back to God and then to give these cards to God. Does that make sense? No questions? Okay, good. So go ahead. If you haven't finished filling it out, filling it out right now. Those of you online, you can fill it out as well while I'm talking. And then I'll come back and close up this message. prepared to give and ready to give, you can do that now. Like you like to do that in the space. You can do that right now. Three ways that we give, we do it online. We do it through text or you're familiar with the buckets. We like to give in the buckets, but I would ask you to, if you have a card, drop it in the bucket right now. Uh, you can just leave the pen on your seat or under your seat if you want to do that. And again, all we're going to do is reach out to you and encourage you to take this next step with God. So you can go ahead and drop that in the bucket if you want. And we'll take that up to a secure space and our uh, staff and a few key volunteers are going to put that all in. So go ahead and drop that in. If you still need time, we're going to keep some stations out in the lobby. So you don't have to like stress about it or worry about it. Like you want to write this letter perfectly. That's fine. If you need another one, maybe you kind of mess something up. That's fine. We got those out in the lobby too. Don't worry about that. 
But here's what I want you to do. I'm going to ask you, um, we're going to pray, and then we're going to close by just reflecting on God's love for us. That really is what this is all about. It's not fear. It's not pressure. It's not guilt. It's about God's love, his joyful generosity for you. Here's what I want to do. I want us to do a little prayer posturing, if we could. And if you've been here for a little bit at Soul City, you know that we like to pray with our hands open. We just think that's a great way to like posture ourselves with God. You know, like I'm open, I'm available to whatever you have, whatever I can give. But today, I don't know, I said this idea, I thought that might be fun to like push it a little further today. And so what I would ask is, uh, I'm gonna ask you to stand and grab your wallet. So whatever you do walleting with. So I actually have a wallet with some plastic in it, a little bit of paper in it. Uh, grab your wallet, maybe it's in your purse or maybe you do it in your phone. And I ask you to stand up right now and don't freak out. We already did the offering. We're not gonna take your wallet. You're good, you're good, you're good. Like you're like, like wait a second, what are they doing now? No, it's just, it's just for prayer, okay? So just stand with whatever represents your wallet right now. And if you're worshiping with us online, I think it's a good thing for you to just to, whether you're sitting wherever you're at, just to kind of hold this in your hands. And that's what we're gonna do. We're gonna take that same prayer posture, but we're gonna hold this thing that has so much power over us, doesn't it? We're just gonna hold it in our hands and just say, God, I want you to do what, what only you can do through this. And so we're just gonna hold it, hold it tight, you know, so it doesn't fall out of the balcony, like hold it tight. But the symbol is the thing. It's open, God, I'm open. I want, I want to bless you as you've blessed me. And let me just pray for us right now. God, that really is, we just, we give these little things so much power and they occupy so much fear and, and, and so much scarcity in our minds. And God, what we want is what you want. We wanna grow. You want us to grow. And so would you help us today, whatever that may look like for us over the next coming days as we consider what it means to invest in the work you're doing in this world, would you help us trust that you're gonna lead us to it? That we wouldn't be reluctant or resistant or that we wouldn't freak out or have fear take the wheel, but that we just choose to trust that it's you, it's you, it's you that's leading us. And God, we thank you that this is all actually ultimately rooted in the fact that you are a giving God. You gave first. You give of yourself. You gave us your son. You give abundantly so that in all things, at all time, we have all that we need so that we can abound. You're a giving God. And so would you just help us respond to that love, that fatherly love, that perfect love. There's nothing else like it in the world. And so God, we just want as best we can in this little way to respond to you today. It's in your name that we pray. Amen. Well, thank you so much for watching the Soul City Church YouTube channel. So glad that you made the time to be able to hear today's message. My name is Fabi, I'm the worship pastor here. And if this message was a blessing to you, I would encourage you to like it, to share it, and to even to subscribe to the YouTube channel so that you can get up-to-date videos and get to know what's going on around here. Uh, for more information about Soul City, about giving, service times, live stream, you can get all that information in the link below, or you can visit soulcitychurch.com.